Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Lovely? Yeah, I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, actually. Looking forward to uh, taking my break, actually, next week as well. So all change. Oh. Fantastic. And summer, of course, as we know, this is our time to have some R&R, or as we call it, review and reflect. And um, well, hey, that word change. So the topic of the conversation we're going to have this evening is about uh, one year on revisiting handling change. And uh, I guess the question I would put to all of us really is, this time last year, could you have envisaged all that's happened then in the 12 months since and with reference to change, where maybe at the start there's a bit of a novelty factor, we can now see that the sprint has turned into the marathon, as we've said before. So, how are you? What what feedback are you getting in terms of how people who are either in work, out of work, in an office, based from home, how are they handling the ongoing change? What's been your reflection on that? Yeah, there's a good good question. Lots of different people um, talked to this week, last week, week before, for last month, actually, when we're talking about change. And I think what people are realising, as you said, it's the constant changing. And I know we talked about, we've talked about this before, Law, but it's that okay, I've got it, I've got my plan, I know what I've got to do, and then something comes in and is a bit of a curveball for somebody. So therefore, they have to change again. So whereas you might not have changed for a very long time and you could have carried on doing the same old, same old, same old, because of everything that's going on, you are having to be more flexible and adaptable and quicker at making a change to the boundaries um, that you might have had before that are suddenly having to be slightly adjusted um, and creating a better balance as well. So it's happening far quicker. um, And some people are keeping up with it and, and enjoying the ride, but others are really struggling because it's sort of impacting again on their well-being and mental health because they're having to change again. And it's not just once, as you you know, we talked about that bit around, you know, this last crazy summer was last year. We thought we'd never have another one. And here we are. We are having another crazy summer. So it's then thinking about what do we need to do to enable us to keep changing and to create that balance that enables us to have really good boundaries where we can look after ourselves. Yeah. Now, I've listened out those two words you said there, balance and boundaries. So for me, my summary would be in terms of change. When I look around those organisations, those teams, those individuals, those families, all of those people have all been kind of wrapped up in all the change we've seen. There are two things that stand out to me that says those who are able to weather long-term change well, to me, I see it boils down to two things. Maintaining enough balance to get some space to be you amongst all of that change and being able to maintain boundaries. So that moment of truth where someone says, oh, could you adjust? And uh, that's either doing a favour, helping someone out, attending a late night meeting, working beyond the intention that you'd set for that morning. And it's in that moment, it's that ability to control that impulse of, oh, go on then, just this once. And then before you know it, People are working 18-hour days. There's no life other than work. And then, you know, you you enjoy it less. So those balance and boundaries, I think um, maybe that's a topic that might not have been so clearly linked to change before. I certainly, on team workshops, Debs, had never really talked about balance and boundaries to do with change because the majority of the change that happened in organisations way back then was predictable change management programmes. 
Uh, oh, can you that? imagine that now? <laughs> That's like a blast from the past. Wow. What the hell is that? A change management programme. <laughs> well, you map out the next five years and it's all nice and take people through a change journey. Wow. And then boom. I don't think there was much need to discuss balance and boundaries there because people had some level to predict. Now I think what we've seen is at the start of this decade is the ability to carve out balance and be able to be confident to sustain boundaries in a moment of truth where you're about to be pushed, I think is uh, I think it's been a really interesting skill set that we've had to develop. And the other challenge we've got as well is if someone is remote-based working, we're working unwitnessed. No one else in the world might know how busy you are other than you. So where before, maybe if everyone can see how you're working, they can see if you're under the cosh and they just won't disturb you because they can see you've got that kind of stress look on your face, you know. Whereas if everyone's working individually, remotely, then, um, you know, you might have all of these different requests coming in via emails, via messaging. How do you then maintain those boundaries? So in your experience, Deb, as a coach, how easy do people find it? to carve out balance, to maintain boundaries? Yeah, it's it's really difficult because there's this feeling of guilt that starts to come in. And I think in the last sort of 18 months, and especially in the last probably three months, to be fair, there is this feeling about guilty for not working and not being on all the time. So, you know, not maybe keeping to your boundaries. So they've sort of flexed a bit, but now they're flexed so far, you've stretched them way out. So you've sort of lost where have they gone? So, and I think this bit has been really interesting. And I always think, you know, to create great boundaries, you have to value yourself. So, you know, if you're, if you're saying I'm, I'm on a call or I'm working until nine o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night, depending, because you might be working across the, you know, across the pond and having to pick up on different time zones and stuff. I think it's okay then to say, actually, I work till nine or 11 o'clock that night. I'm not going to start at nine o'clock in the morning, which is expected of me, because that's how it's always been. But I think it's that element of saying, but who do you let know that? Because people might be expecting you to respond or be on a call or available. And if you're not, because you've worked late the night before, you're going to start your day later to sort of compensate for that then that's where the frustration comes in. And that's where people get aggrieved because you're not at your desk sitting down doing some work from nine o'clock in the morning. So unless you're communicating that back out and being assertive and maintaining your boundaries by saying, you know, I value myself, I value my time because we give time away. It's the most precious resource that we've got, but we just quite happily just fritter it away to anybody who wants it. And it's that bit that then says, so how do you let people know that? you know, communicate that that's what you're doing. And, you know, majority of people that I've been speaking to have been going, oh, God, that makes perfect sense, completely understand that. I think what we need to watch for is that working late doesn't become the norm, doesn't become the new change, because when we do go back to working whatever our regular hours would normally have been, then we've got to then change again to create more of a a boundary, a structure around our working day, so it doesn't sort of creep into our downtime or the time where we need to rest or sleep or do something that we want to do. So that's been really interesting, getting over the guilt of working and also that bit about making sure you value yourself first. And then you can put great boundaries in place if you do that. 
Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, that, that really echoes the team sessions I've been running. I mean, what I think is such a privilege that we have is we work with so many different industries and different brands and um, different kind of clients. And uh, a lot of the chat room key insights tend to be the same, whether you're working in this part of the world, another part of the world, whatever kind of role that you've got. And I'm seeing increasingly in this last couple of months this summer um, of how at the point where all the change first happened... I used to do things with my commuting time. I'd go for a walk. I'd do all these things. And what seems to have happened as the change has kind of rolled on is those intentions have slipped. And now people are just working more rather than going for that walk that they might used to have done. So I think this summer, just as a call now, is an opportunity to reflect. Are some of those things that I've maybe let slip? Are there some things that I want to reset some boundaries, draw those lines back in again? So I haven't got this wilderness of where I can work anytime, anywhere. Um, you're almost setting out that sports ground again to be able to maintain performance. Because for many organisations, there's going to be a busy stretch coming up in the next three, four months and the run up to Christmas, which for so many people, that's like a peak time. So if you're tired now and it's not working for you, Where's the capacity to then stretch then and be able to up your game? So this summer is maybe an opportunity to think, do you know what? I think I've actually let my boundary lines become a bit messy and a bit blurry. I'm going to reset, be the boss of my life, <laughs> reset some boundaries and practice saying no more. Yeah, because you, you are the, you know, it's up to you whether you change or not or what you choose to do. You know, we're the only people that are in control of change. You know, no one else can do it for us. We've got to make that decision as to whether we do want to change or not. So we have to commit to ourselves that if we are going to get back to our structure that we know works. And I know I put out today the fact, you know, on, you know, the thought for the day was that bit. We all need to take some time out to rest um, and that, you know, to sometimes come off the grid and making sure we have got um, the boundaries in place to do that. We control that. You know, so as long as we are communicating our intent around this, this is the hours I'm working this week or these are the days that I'm working or, you know, we are the ones that are in control of that. Um, and so therefore, if you want to make the change, you've got to be the change and therefore you've got to be able to make sure you're sticking to your boundaries and for yourself, commitment to yourself that you're going to look after you. You know, I certainly know, Laura, in the last sort of couple of weeks or so, I haven't necessarily gone out and done my walk that I would normally have done religiously because it's like, oh, here we go again. It's like, no, come on. You know it's good for you. Get into the rhythm of that again. And I think that's what a lot of people are sort of struggling with is they've let it slip. So because, you know, creating that new way of being is not sort of embedded, embedded in us sort of for the last five years. It's suddenly in the last year and a half, we've had to change so much that I think we're reaching and um, finding our you know, a good balance, um, and I think that will continue. Yeah, but but I, th I think I think the word flexible is so easy to sort of say. But this is the point that someone uh, on a session was um, had sort of commented uh, with the team when we were setting the team charter about how we're going to contact each other, when are we in work, when are we out of work, and that recognition of how well I might be flexible and work later in the evening, but I'm then fixed on this feeling of got to be there at yeah, nine a.m. Exactly. as you then said. So you can't have it both no. ways, otherwise. The flexibility is only flexible in the giving rather than then the time you then have to restore. I mean, this is fox and panda stuff, isn't it? You know, I mean, kind of 
just just thinking about that metaphor that um, really works for me in terms of how you think about that fixed and versus growth mindset. I can't see there being a world of work in the future where we go back to people being told when to work, how to work, the room, the, the, even the chair to sit in. So we are going to see increasing amounts of flexibility in organisations, just even how recruitment works, um, where people kind of log in and dial in from. So this, I think, this summer is an opportunity to think about how there might have been some unintended temporary measures that were put in, but actually what might be some infrastructure that you put in your perception about the hours that you work and how you kind of get it a bit organised. There's a, there's a model called the GRIP model, which I think is a really handy place to start um, with a chap called Richard Beckard who um, put it together. But this GRIP model is a way of tidying up your kind of your area of work. Now, this could be your household if you're running a, a household. This could be your business if you're running a business or whatever your kind of endeavour is. And GRIP stands for the teams that have clear goals, are clear about the role that they have within that. There are interpersonal relationships that facilitate stuff happening and the processes are simple and everyone understands what to do. They tend to be the teams that can scale up and can handle the ebb and flow of work. So here we are in summer 2021 in terms of thinking about the next, you know, kind of year. So to get you from this summer to next summer, how clear is everyone and how clear are you on your goals, the roles that people have to enable to achieve that? The interpersonal relationships are... are uh, is, is drama dealt with publicly or is it dealt with privately and maturely? You know, it's those little things. How do we deal with incidents that happen in kind of messenger groups with teams, etc.? And then the processes. If no one really understands how to get stuff done forever, you're going to be having to ask for help, which slows the team down. So I think grip is one of those really handy little ways to then just think, OK, have I got a grip on my stuff uh, is there some opportunity to get a bit more organised? And why is that important? Because change and dealing with lots of change creates a lot of energy and potentially mess. And if it stays messier, then it's really tricky to be able to enjoy and thrive through mm. ongoing change. And I think also, if, you, uh, that, uh, if you're leading a team as well, I think also be very mindful not to micromanage as well. I think, you know, that's something that's um, with a couple of teams I was working with, they've noticed that their big boss is starting to micromanage because people aren't visible in the office anymore. You know, so he maybe can't see what's going on or what work they are doing. So therefore, he's having to maybe step in and micromanage a little bit more, which is then causing them some angst. So again, it comes back to, well, have you let him know that? So communicate to to him. Um, but also thinking about what can you do to then change that state again? Because you can, you know, because you can have a conversation with him and say, what I've noticed is, and then he might change his behaviour because he may not have realised until you've pointed it out. So, so it's all about, I think, you know, making sure your messages you're sending out are really intentional um, and they are really clear so that people know the boundaries or the expectations that they're working within too. And if you, as I say, it's like that creep, isn't it? You know, if somebody's micromanaging is creeping in, then if they're not realising it, then nobody tells them that that's just going to get 10 times worse, which then messes everybody else's head up. And then people feel aggrieved and don't want to work and blah, all that goes crazy. So it's about, okay, let's take a moment, stop, breathe. As we've said, you know, taking us making a moment sorry take a moment to assess where you're at um and how things are right now and then I suppose it's deciding to right this is who I am right now and accept yourself for who you are 
But then thinking about, you know, I'm the only one that can take responsibility for myself, so I will. And then I'm going to put some like mini goals in place or I'm going to reset my boundaries and whatever it might be so that I can identify the things I do want to change because that's going to help me. Yeah. So balance and boundaries, uh, the skill set to be able to thrive through ongoing amounts of change where there might be some stuff you're able to control and the vast majority might not be able to control. And uh, the purpose of our August series is to just pause for a moment and think, let's revisit some of these big topics that have been, you know, big topics of conversation and change. We thought we knew what change was about yeah. this time last year. <laughs> How <laughs> Turns out we? we had no idea <laughs> all what was ahead and uh, the best is yet to come you know and so what that then might mean is well what do we then do to make sure that we get a grip on things that we're able to carve out enough balance so we're able to still feel human amongst all of that and in that moment of truth how confident am I to assert my boundary and to be able to maintain that line of maybe when I'm in work, when I'm out of work. And I just think you, you, you've just really reminded me on the power of communication. It's all very well having this idea rolling around in your mind of, I'm going to take Friday off. But if no one knows you're going to take Friday off, then they're going to keep con- they're going to keep involving you because they think that's what you might then want. And then, you know, you then find yourself getting resentful and then it just all becomes this spiral, which could have been so easily prevented had I on the Thursday or at the start of the week said, I'm taking Friday off. I'm going to have some downtime. See you back in on Monday. And if it is in your gift to be able to call the shots in terms of your time, then let's use, you know, let's use that. If you're in a scenario where it's really tricky for you to carve out huge chunks of time, like a day at a time, then it could just be a five-minute breather to then give yourself that sense of balance. Someone said a brilliant phrase to me this week, long days, short weeks. The feeling they were having of timeframes is, God, the days are so long, but my God, here we are in, in August. So long days and short weeks. And what that can then feel is, is that, that, that impact of I'm stuck in this grind. I'm stuck in this groundhog day. So the more, the more balance gives you the variety, but the skill is to be able to maintain that boundary. Yeah. At the moment. And without sort of, you know, <laughs> putting the C word in there, I had my first notification about the Christmas advent calendars coming out and I'm going, get in there. And it was like, oh my goodness, I'm not, I don't even want to go there, but it's already starting. So there's more change coming, you know, and that's the thing where you go, wow, you know, Christmas is just around the corner. I can't believe I've just said that in the middle of August, you know, it's that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's why we have to be, I think we have to be kind to ourselves and not get carried away, if you like, and look too far ahead because things will just keep changing. So I think it's that bit about, you know, making sure you commit to some mini goals, as I call them, that you know you can achieve and get there. That slight stretch, not too much, not too forward focused either, but enough to let you make sure that you're doing a little bit every day towards what you do want. So, and I have put my order in for my Christmas advent calendar already. So... (laughs) 
Uh, well, well, addictive shopping. Hey, that could be the topic for next year. <laughs> so listen, secrets of a coach, yeah. as you know, it's all about converting that energy and intention to action because it's action no matter how much the baby steps are. Um, as we had one CEO telling with her team, um, her organisation this week, there's no perfect time to make huge big changes, but it's the baby steps that actually can start this momentum in terms of um, really dealing as well as you can with um, ongoing change. So what would your call to action this mm. week be? So my call to action would definitely do something every day that's going to make a difference for yourself and then reflect on it. Take time, build in, as you said, said that maybe five or 10 minutes where you can just reflect on it and assess how you're doing and give yourself a pat on the back that you've actually made the change. Um, whether you know, it doesn't matter how minute it is, you've still made the change. And that celebratory moment is enough to lift you back up again to want to then keep moving forward one one step, one moment, one day at a time, whatever it is that works for you. There is no one size fits all here. Yeah, love it. And my share of the secret would be, think of someone in your life with whom maybe has got a little bit lost in all of this change that has been so busy kind of dealing with all of the stuff external, they've kind of got a little bit frayed at the edges maybe. And just this idea of just being able to assert yourself, carve out that balance so you've got capacity to be able to deal with change that's ahead and uh, and I just think it all boils down to like boundaries and communicating those boundaries I think it's spot on and um, and so many people struggle with it don't they I mean it's not easy to say actually I'd like to help but I can't and for many people, it might be easier in the moment to go, well, I'll just agree, because actually that's easier now to agree in the short term than um, kind of say no in that moment. Um, and I think it's sometimes a bit of a relief to know it's not easy for everyone. So just because you don't find it an easy conversation doesn't mean it's not the conversation to have. So that would be my share the secret. Think of someone who's maybe got a little bit lost in it all and how to make sure that they assert themselves. And that's I think that links into the lovely quote by Gandhi, doesn't it? It's about be the change you want to see in the world. Um, and I think, you know, whether it's your world, whether it's somebody else's world, whether it's the wider world, I think you can you can be that change, you know, and I think just focus in on that and then you'll you'll make it happen. Yeah, love it. Um, so can't wait to receive my Christmas calendar that I'm hoping you're going to be sending my way. <laughs> um, and uh, really looking forward to the revisit topic for next week, where we'll be looking at hybrid teams. So revisiting the whole concept of hybrid working, which for many who might not have even heard of that word of reference to working this time over a year ago. Now, Microsoft are predicting that hybrid working is going to be here for the foreseeable. So we'll be revisiting all of the conversations we've had, all of the amazing tips that we've picked up from the people we've been working with about how to smash hybrid working. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well, because I think there's some quite controversial things that I'm picking up as well that um, might just mix it up a little bit, which is always good, right? You know, everything stays still, it gets stuck, and then we become more panda-like. So we have to be foxy. So looking forward to that conversation. Absolutely. Fox all the way. Learn as we go. Flexible, adaptable, resourceful. Have an amazing week. Love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach.com.